Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit johnmorrisshow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses with the exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you. All the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. Are you listening? Damn. Hey, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So this one is going to be all about niches. So I'm going to be specifically talking about what a niche is because I see a lot of people who talk about it and they sort of miss the mark in describing what it actually is. So we're going to get into that so you know what it is that you're actually trying to do. We're going to talk about why you need a niche, why it's so important to define your niche and what it's going to, how it's going to help you with figuring out what services to offer, how to speak to your clients, how to market, do all the things that you got to do as a freelancer when you really know your niche and have you have one and really understand and know it, it makes all that stuff a lot easier. So we're going to be talking about specialization uh, in particular, why specialists are just more believable, why they're valued more and why they uh, tend to make more than sort of generalists do. And then the big kind of bulk part of the podcast is going to be about the three criteria for figuring out your perfect niche. And the, the real value, again, with this is when you do this, you're really going to understand who, who you're talking to, what it is that they really want, and that's going to allow you to create the perfect service offering for them to know exactly how to speak to them, what to say to them, where to find them. And so it makes selling your services just that much easier. In particular, if you're new or maybe you're struggling, then it allows you to be able, because you so closely understand these people they're gonna they're gonna be willing more willing to take a leap of faith with you even though you might not have the experience and the resume of some more experienced freelancers so that's the big idea here of course this again is pulled from my let's talk freelance course over on skillshare where i actually just take your questions in your robux directly and i answer them in in videos so it's really a you-centric type course anyway if you want to learn more about that you can go to letstalkfreelance.com All right, with that said, let's dive into the episode. When you decide to start freelancing, the very first thing you need to do is figure out your niche. And if you're like I was 15 years ago, you'll have no idea what I mean by that. What in the world is a niche? Why do I need one? Can I just wing it? Those are some of the common questions that I get. So that's what we're going to tackle in this article. By the time you're done, you'll know what a niche is, why it's critical to your success in freelancing, and you'll have yours all picked out and ready to move on to the next step. If you're ready for all that, let's go ahead and dig in. So let's start with what a niche is, and we'll use Google's definition here. And specifically, we're looking at kind of the second one here and this one down here. And we'll, we'll start with, both of these are relevant, but we'll start with the second one. So a niche is denoting or relating to product services or interests that appeal, appeal to a small specialized section of the population. And I really want to focus in on this small specialized section of the population. So let's say you're a web developer. Now I use the words market or industry when work, when referring to 
terms like web development as a whole because web development is a broad activity that encompasses a lot of things so within that you could be a WordPress developer an app developer you could specialize in Node.js or PHP so if we were to break this down I made this little graphic that looks like this it would look something like this so you have your market or industry up here which is web development and then within that you have little niches with inside in, inside of that like WordPress and Shopify templates and so forth that's the basic ideal uh, now the, the tricky part here is there are no hard fast rules separating a market from a niche so for example PHP could potentially be considered a market it's still a broad concept in fact PHP would encompass WordPress WooCommerce landing pages uh, so a number of these in here PHP would encompass that since all of those things are or could be built using PHP so the way to think about this and I made another little graphic to represent this the way to think about it is as a hierarchy so you have web development on top you have PHP within that within PHP you have WordPress within WordPress you have WordPress plugins within WordPress plugins you have WordPress e-commerce plugins and then you specifically have something like Woo WooCommerce so this is essentially when we talk about niching down this is sort of what we're talking about we're getting more and more specific as we go down this little hierarchy here so one last example to, to take this home so let's take the idea of fitness again the word fitness is a broad market or industry within that you could be a bodybuilder a runner you could be on a keto diet on a vegan on a vegan diet trying to lose weight trying to gain weight you could be an athlete and on and on and on you could break it down in a thousand different ways the important thing here is understanding how your niche affects everything you're going to do as a freelancer if you want to be a fitness freelancer okay that's great but what kind of fitness are you helping bodybuilders or are you helping vegans are you helping people lose weight are you helping people build muscle mass you have to decide fitness is too broad of a topic to offer services in for every possible segment that exists and people aren't going to believe that you can be an expert in marathon running and building muscle mass or at the very least they're going to believe someone who focuses solely on marathoning is more of an expert than you who happens to do both so by trying to appeal to everybody you end up appealing to nobody now that's getting a little bit into the next section a bit so let's just go ahead and dive into that why do you need a niche why is it so critical for freelancing and being successful as a freelancer the bottom line is it's just gonna make your life a thousand times easier and it's gonna be a lot easier for you to be successful as a freelancer why well this is where we need to have the specialization talks uh, specialization talk and it's you've probably heard the saying jack of all trades master of none and and as I'm sort of researching this I, I see there's been a little bit of pushback on this idea idea recently a lot of people asking why can't you be a jack of all trades and I want to be very clear about what I'm saying you might not believe that old saying you might believe that you can be a jack of all trades and that's great I might even agree with you in some respects but most people don't so when I say to specialize I'm not saying you should never learn another skill or pursue other interests or even offer offer other services at some point I'm saying purely from a marketing perspective that specialists win 
Why is that? Because specialists are more believable. Like I said, most people will not believe that you can be a master at PHP, Node, Ruby, Go, building membership sites, building e-commerce sites, building landing pages. You might think you can do all those things, and you might even see how they, they could be interrelated in some ways. But most people don't. They just don't believe that you can be a master at all those things. So when you specialize, when you tell people, I'm not necessarily great at these things, but I am great at this one thing, you gain instant credibility. So one example that I like to use is imagine that you have a clogged pipe in your house that you can't fix. Who do you call? The majority of people will call a plumber, even though most handymen can do the same job. So that's the idea. When, when you have a specific problem, most people are going to call someone who solves that specific problem. And so your specialists just ultimately end up uh, uh, being more believable than someone who tries to position themselves as good at a bunch of different things. Specialists are also valued more. Often specialists get asked to do things that the generalist can't. So for me, most of the clients I built membership sites for, they had their own in-house developers. So why would they hire me? It was because this was the one thing that I do. This is what I specialized in. So I could build their membership site faster. I knew how to set up all the technology without having to figure it out and read a bunch of uh, documentation. I knew what pages they did and didn't need. I, I knew about marketing membership sites, all of that stuff. And so because I could do all of that stuff, I could do it faster. I already knew how to do it. I was simply more valued and appreciated by those clients in that specific thing than their general web developer was. That doesn't mean that their their general web developer didn't know more than me, wasn't better than me, and a lot of other things, and that they didn't value that person. But because I could do this one thing in that area, I was valued more. And that just tends to be what happens. So as a result of that, all those th all those things that I just mentioned, then specialists tend to to do more and and get paid more. So if we look at our example of a plumber and a handyman, so a plumber, this is from homeadvisor.com, you can see the cost of a plumber can range from 175 to 450 for a typical job. They, they range from 45 to 200. Average flat rate may be around $300. So I generally focus in on this 45 to 200. If we take that same idea and we look at a handyman, again, homeadvisor, so it's the same site, usually charge around 60 to 65 uh, depending on where you live it can be 55 to 75 and about the highest it gets is 125 so that sort of fits in with our idea that a specialist in general will make more than a, a generalist and this gives you sort of some data to look at that now if you're a new freelancer you can take all of this and you can multi multiply it by 100. The way to break into an industry when you're new is to out-specialize the existing providers. So if they're a bodybuilding coach, which is fairly specific in and of itself, you be a chest mus muscle specialist. So you're focusing in on one specific group. So people who really want to focus on that, they'll be more likely to go to you over just a general bodybuilding coach because you've positioned yourself as someone who does only that. So when we talk about picking a niche, what we're really talking about is specializing. These two ideas are intertwined. In fact, 
you might hear me or others use the phrase niche down, and I, I sort of referenced this earlier. What we're really saying is be more of a specialist, specialize even further, and that's just going to make your freelancing career a lot easier. So hopefully at this point, I've convinced you of the need for finding a specific niche. Now let's get into how to actually do it. Now that you know you need a niche, what does a good niche look like? How do you even know when you've got it right? And I've got three criteria that I, I look at whenever I analyze a niche. So it's you, what, and who. So we'll take a look at each. So we'll start off with what you want. And we're going to go back to our definition of niche. And now we're going to look at this definition here, the one I mentioned earlier. And in particular, the way it's used in a sentence. So he is now a partner at a leading law firm and feels like he has found his niche. You've probably heard this term before. And so it's not, we're not using one or the other niche talking about it in a pure marketing sense and also niche used in this way, talking more about what you're meant to do and that sort of thing, right? The, we're, we're using both. So when we talk about this one, we're talking about Hit, you know, your place in life, what you're meant to do, your passion, your destiny. These are all the different ways that we describe the idea, but it's critical. It's just as critical as the other one where we talk about the specialized section of the, the population. And I know that you'll have people who tell you that this doesn't matter, that you should focus on what makes the most money or what's most practical. practical. And I'm just going to come out and say that they're just wrong. And if you actually look, most of them don't even follow their own advice. That's the reality. There's a ton of things that you're going to have to do to start and run a freelance business, especially at first. There's going to be lots of long nights, lots of hard work, doubts, fears, insecurities. Really, you're staring at a mountain that you'll spend the rest of your life climbing. So what's at the top better be worth it. Otherwise, you're just going to give up at some point. So you have to start with what it is that you want to do. It doesn't have to be specific. In fact, it really shouldn't be. Here's where getting you, you can sort of get away with and you should be saying something general like web development or graphic design. That's for you. That's what you will like to do on a, a daily basis. The big thing here is to imagine the next 50 years of your life. Imagine doing this activity day in and day out for 12 to 16 hours per day. Does that excite you or does it sound awful? That's how you know. If it excites you, you know you found your niche. If it doesn't, then you need to keep looking. So the big thing here is just to make sure and follow your instincts. So that's the you. Next is what they want. Now this might seem obvious, but it's more nuanced than what most people think. The big idea here is most clients do not want a service. So let's say you're a photographer. Most of your clients aren't going to want photography in that general sense. They want wedding photos or senior pictures. That's why it's no surprise you can look at a lot of wedding sites and they're just like this. They list wedding photos or senior pictures on their sites because they want to make sure potential clients see that, yes, I do do wedding photos. And they know that's important because they know what the majority of work that they get is. So, again, this is just another clear sign that, that people really don't want a service. They want an end result. So let me give you another example. If you're a web developer, your clients don't want web development. They want a website or a landing page. If you're a fitness coach, your clients don't want fitness. They want big muscles or ripped abs or a longer lifespan, etc. The point is clients think in end results, not 
services. So when you're thinking about what services you could offer and how to specialize and niche down and all the things that we've talked about, think in end results. Think of your services more as products. Now, I'm going to show you how to do all of that in the next section, but first let me finish up with the, the final point here, which is the, the final criteria for a perfect niche is who they are. So who are you providing the service for? Now, you might think, well, everybody, right? And you can do that, but again, clients is, getting clients is going to be harder, and you'll make less, you won't be appreciated. All the rules that we talked about with specialization, they still apply. So what do I mean by who? Let's say I decide to be a fitness coach. My what is specializing in running. Let's, let's, let's imagine for a second I'm a marathoner. I'm definitely not, but let's imagine I've competed and done well in several long-distance running competitions, and I can help a lot of people with what I know. Well, there's all types of different people who run. You might have marathoners like yourself who want to compete. You might have high school athletes looking to get into college or go to the Olympics. You might have single moms. You might have overweight dads trying to lose weight. And we could go on and on with different examples. You'll see a good example of that right here. I turned fat dads into fit dads. This is someone who is specifically targeting overweight dads with their service. So if you look at this, all of these people, they want and need different things. Marathoners are going to want more advanced training, right? They already run a lot, but they're going to want some sort of edge to get to that next level. Maybe you can give that to them. Maybe, maybe not, but that's what they're going to want. You know, someone who's overweight, like an overweight dad, however, they're prob probably just starting out. So they need to ease into it and they maybe care more about losing weight than winning a competition. So their goals are different. What they need are different. If you look at single moms, you know, uh, it, it, it's no coincidence that when I do fitness coach for single moms, you'll see here how to squeeze fitness into a busy life, fitting, fitting fitness into your life when you're a single parent, how a single busy mom, exercise for single moms with no spare time, etc. Right? She's busy. We've got work, got kids. She wants to stay healthy and look good, but not spend hours at the gym. So what her... Her criteria, her needs, her wants are different than the marathoner, which are maybe different from the overweight dad. So trying to develop a service package and marketing messages and all the things you got to do to sell your services, try to, trying to do that in a way that appeals to all these different people, it's impossible. And again, by trying to appeal to everyone, you end up appealing to no one. So it's important to know who your services are catered towards. It makes it easier for you to market, get hired, and deliver for those clients. You'll also gain deep loyalty from these clients because they appreciate you catering specifically to them. So those are the three criteria. Now we know what we're after. We know what boxes we need to check. Now it's just a matter of going to find it. All right, so that'll do it for the episode. Appreciate you listening. If you like this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you do me a favor and head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash iTunes. That'll take you to the podcast page on iTunes if you leave me a rating over there. I would really appreciate that. That helps the podcast grow and helps me reach more people. So I'd really appreciate that. And of course, as I mentioned at the beginning, if you want the full episodes from Let's Talk Freelance, you want me to answer your questions directly, you want sort of more direct access to me, uh, then you can join that Let's Talk Freelance class over on Skillshare. If you go to letstalkfreelance.com, you can learn more about how to get free access to the course. 
All right, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.